dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. If you follow my work with Dementia Researcher, you may have stumbled upon my podcast series, Food for Thought. It's a show where I sit down with medical doctors who specialise in treating their patients by complementing modern medicine with well-evidenced, beneficial diet and lifestyle choices. We talk about the best foods you can eat in order to keep your brain in the best possible shape and reduce your risk of developing dementia. It's really strongly demonstrated when you superimpose maps of the globe with hotspots for ApoE4 gene expression, the main genetic risk factor for Alzheimer's. On top of maps that also show global dementia rates, it's interesting that some of the countries with the highest prevalence of ApoE4 have incredibly low rates of dementia. South Africa is one example of such an occurrence. Now this can partially be explained away by average life expectancy rates, 65 in South Africa versus around age 77 in the USA. Dementia is very much a disease of the aged. However, that's not enough to explain why the incidence is over two times higher in America, despite South Africa having a five to tenfold increase in the incidence of ApoE4. Something else is in play here. Now, why is all this relevant to the title of the blog, My Top Tips for Veganuary? If you've listened to any of those podcast episodes, you'll have learned that there's a wealth of evidence out there that in many cases, genes merely load the gun for developing dementia. Diet and lifestyle pulls the trigger. So much so that diet and lifestyle choices are the biggest controllable risk factors for developing dementia. More specifically, eating healthy and exercising is one of the best things to do for your brain, and there's a recurring theme for every podcast guest I've spoken to about this. Avoid processed foods and bad fats. There's various ways of doing this, but the easiest way to do it is to get more plants onto your plate. We're talking fruits, vegetables, grains, legumes, and this brings me on to today's topic, which was a very long introduction. January is a month of change. It's the time of year where we set our goals and decide on what challenges we want to take on. It's also become the prime month for veganism with the advent of Veganuary, an annual event where many people give veganism a try for a month. I've been vegan for over a year now, but I want to start by saying I'm not someone who thinks it's the only way to live. Our guests on Food for Thought promote plant-based diets for health, but you may have noticed they also never say, go vegan. They just encourage people to consider more plant-based options to optimise their health. Now with that out of the way, I thought I'd use my blog this month to help anyone who is new to veganism in navigating those waters and getting the most out of the experience of Veganuary. In my experience, when done right, a vegan diet can make you feel a level of energy, nourishment and vitality that no other diet has ever given me. But it has to be done right. With that in mind, here are my top tips for Veganuary. Number one, plan, plan, plan. This first one is the most important. You often see stories online of public figures stating they tried veganism and it made them feel terrible. I can guarantee you that in at least 90% of those cases, they were a result of bad planning. When you're accustomed to an omnivorous diet, you don't need to think about where you're getting your nutrients from. You know how to make a balanced meal. When you switch to veganism, you need to rethink this a bit. If done right, you can get absolutely everything you need from a vegan diet, even the famously quoted vitamin B12, which you can actually get from fortified plant milks and Marmite. If in doubt, a vegan multivitamin is always a handy thing to take, because the worst case scenario is you don't need it and just produce expensive urine. 
Now, there's lots of food to explore, but I've included in the text version of this article a table of what I consider to be staples of a good vegan diet, along with the key nutrients they contain. I won't read this out, but head over to the text version if you want to see what those key ingredients are. And before you do, let me say one more thing. If you're going to try tofu this veganuary, make sure you get it from a company called the Tofu Company, which you can get in most supermarkets. It's ready to go, and please marinate it first. Don't make the mistake of thinking tofu is bland because the only marinade that you tried was air. And so just to summarise, those key ingredients will be tofu, legumes, beans, lentils, etc., leafy greens, berries, starchy vegetables, nuts and seeds, whole grains. Head over to the text version to see what they contain. Number two, read the labels. This next point is something that will hopefully become automatic. Anytime you're buying something that is even slightly processed, check the label. You'll be amazed at how many things have milk powder snuck into them. If you're buying fresh fruits and veggies, then you're fine, but anything with added ingredients needs to be checked to ensure there are no animal products within. Many vegan items don't carry a vegan label because they're producing factories that also handle meat and dairy. Look for the ingredients in bold in order to check. If it says may contain milk, eggs, meat, it's fine. It just means the factory is not 100% vegan. Number three, a controversial one, forget about cheese. Cheese is the number one reason people state for not wanting to try veganism. There are many cheeses out there that are vegan, but they will disappoint you if you go straight to them from dairy cheese. Now with that said, the Cathedral City vegan cheese is pretty good, but my main recommendation for doing veganuary is to get the health benefits from it. Forget about cheese, you might find that you stop missing it much quicker than you expected. Number four, don't rely on fake meat. On the topic of health, try not to rely on these fake meat replacements. A friend of mine said he tried veganism and felt no different, but every meal was loaded with highly processed fake meats. They are delicious, but they're also incredibly expensive. And while they're not as bad for you as processed meat, they're still very unhealthy. They contain so many ingredients that absolutely do not promote good health. Saturated fats, emulsifiers, preservatives, etc. They're okay to have once in a while, and I do enjoy, I do enjoy them occasionally. But try and get 80% of your calories from unprocessed whole foods. Number five, if you're hungry, eat. This is another common complaint. I tried veganism. I was always hungry. Eat more then. If you're hungry, please eat. If you follow the whole food principles, you can eat a hell of a lot of food without going into unhealthy calorie surplus. Apps that allow you to track calories and nutrients are really handy. And plants are much lower in calories than meat, so absolutely load your plate. If your salad doesn't make the table shake when you put it down, it's not big enough. Number six, embrace new flavours. This has been one of my favourite things about going vegan. When you aren't relying on dairy and meat for flavour, you find yourself exploring so many new options. Over the last year, I've tried cuisines I would never think to try before, with the added bonus of not having to worry about bad food reactions. You can't get food poisoning from lentils. Instead of thinking about the foods you can't have, get excited about the wealth of opportunities that are now on your plate. Get some vegan cookbooks and start exploring. You can pick some up for as little as a fiver. Number seven, go easy on yourself. The switch to veganism is a big one. It can take time to adjust and occasionally you might backslide a little. That is absolutely fine. Don't be too hard on yourself and get back on the wagon when you can. Nobody is going to fine you if you accidentally eat a bit of Cadbury's dairy milk. Number eight, keep a journal. 
Another handy thing to have is a journal where you can note down what you eat each day and how you feel. You can include recipes you enjoyed, new things you tried, and you can then look back at the end of the month and see if it really has made a positive difference to you. Number nine, meal prep. As I said earlier, veganism takes planning. In order to make it easy on yourself, try and spend some time on the weekend making meals in bulk that you simply have to reheat when ready. It makes cooking so much easier and keeps you on track. Good examples of big pots of five bean chilli, lentil dal, pasta sauces, stews, so many options that can just simply be put in a microwave for a healthy, delicious and nutritious meal. And number 10, do some reading. So finally, do a bit of research about the benefits of veganism. I often find myself googling what I'm about to eat, only to read a long list of significant health benefits and I feel a real sense of positivity about what I'm putting into my body. Now at the end of this, you might find veganism isn't for you, but hopefully you enjoy the journey along the way. Good luck. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.